Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And welcome to our Rage series, episode three in that series. Yay! Chris, how are you holding up? I am tired. <laughs> um, I I uh, I've had a a weekend of like trying to catch up on sleep, failing at that, playing some games, uh, not being very social. It's it's been a it's been an ongoing experience of kind of like weird isolation. But it's also, you know, Easter weekend. So spent time with family, sort of. Uh, Just ate dinner. Nothing too strenuous, but, you know, not exactly in any form of festive mood. So, hooray. (laughs) How are you (laughs) holding up? Um, well, I'm, I'm displeased in the world in general at large. Mm. I think I had to do taxes today, which if you are not in the United States, I don't believe, I don't know if this is true or not, but I've heard that some countries, you don't have to do your own taxes. Mm -hmm. They just do them for you. Here, Mm -hmm. we have to do our own taxes. And if we do it wrong, we get in trouble. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. even though they know how much we made. Um, So that was horrible. And, um, all Always. of my family moved away from the state, so I celebrated with no one. I just was at home. And so I, I'm just kind of in an irritable state. So it's a good time to talk about um, anger and rage. And, and specifically talking yes. about controlling or managing said anger and rage. <laughs> I'm looking forward to to learning more about this because I desperately need help with it. Uh, if, if you're new to the podcast, I've spoken in the past about how I have a long history with anger in my family and those around me in general. And so I have also, I think, become an angry person in many ways. And while I have gone to a lot of therapy and it has helped me immensely and I do deal with it better, I would like to become even better at dealing with my own issues. So um, it's always good to look at possible <laughs> helpful tips. Although um, the first thing we're going to talk about is mayoclinic.org. Uh, they mm-hmm. like to give you a lot of helpful, quote unquote, tips on how to handle things in general. We've looked up depression there and so forth because we like to talk about just kind of like the general stuff that pops up right away on Google because it's hilarious, sometimes horrible. This made me mad. This made me actually frustrated reading this. And I can't imagine being in a fit of anger, Googling what to do and then reading this the first thing because it would not be helpful. Yeah, the the big thing about the Mayo Clinic, and the Mayo Clinic is indeed a very kind of reputable health-related organization, but the problem is they do have a bit of a um, bias, I suppose, for neurotypical development. As such, a lot of these listicles, these, these uh, helpful hints and tips and tricks are kind of based on the, the notion. trash yeah <laughs> um, but if you don't know what neurotypical is chris take it away so neurotypical versus neurodivergent the neurotypical would be the kind of status quo the standard the average the i don't i don't want to use the word normal because there is no real such thing but the neurodivergent 
are people whose brain chemistry or their uh, experiences have kind of altered the way that their brain works. These are such cases as like autism, ATS, uh, PTSD, uh, ADHD, ADHD. Yep. yeah, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So there's uh, these also include learning disabilities like, um, you know, uh, Oh dyslexia. my god. Dyslexia, yep, dysgraphia, etc., things like that where you just can't you know keep up or whatever the case may be, quote unquote, with a uh, big quote unquote on those with, you know, what is expected of you in I guess an educational sense. It's it you know, it, it always is such a weird thing because for our experiences, we're we are both neurodivergent Yes. But we were both also gifted children. Yes. So the idea of us, like, you know, we didn't have problems keeping up, so to say, but we did have difficulties. They were just different difficulties. Actually, not entirely true. Oh. I was uh, gifted at a certain point, but before then I struggled immensely. And I think that was looking back mm. was ADHD, but I decided I didn't want to learn how to read. I just was boring and want to sit down for it. I was very hyperactive mm-hmm. and um, daydreamy and I just didn't want to focus on it. And my brain was like, nope, nope, nope. And yeah. I actually had to take second grade over again. Well, I didn't have to. My mom insisted, but mm-hmm. that's another story. So yes, so- uh, we are going to get to helpful hints. But first, we just want to talk about these things that we find very unhelpful because I think it's funny. And I think we've all been told these things, those of us who handle and deal with rage. Mm-hmm. So going down this list, and of course, the link will be in the show notes, but this is all 10 anger management tips. Um We'll start with number one, which is think before you speak. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read their their little explanation here. In the heat of the moment, it's easy to say something you'll later regret. Take a few moments to collect your thoughts before saying anything. Also allow others involved in the situation to do the same. I just can't imagine being in the heat of the moment and taking a pause to collect like you need different tools. While in theory this makes sense, mm-hmm. if you're having like a PT, if you're having a, a tr- if you're triggered, if your BPD is triggered, if you are overwhelmed, you're autistic, and you're having a meltdown, like these, this does <laughs> this doesn't help. <laughs> like yeah, um, well, it took yeah, me a very long time to be able to walk away because my innate nature of wanting to help or to problem solve often led to me kind of doing more what I would later figure out to be toxic behaviors, which is, no, I wouldn't let someone walk away. I would go after them and go, no, 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 we need to figure this out now. We need to solve this together. And that's not always the best course of action. Sometimes, yeah, you do need to walk away and you do need to let go of a situation so that it can cool down, leading you into what their step number two is. Yeah, but, but just just to touch on what you just said, it's yeah. um, I think that uh, this was something that actually my partner and I struggled with in the beginning mm-hmm. was I knew that I needed cool down periods or I wouldn't be yeah. able to coherently – I wouldn't be able to give the conversation the clarity that it required. And yes. so I and, – and he was struggling with a more codependent approach of really wanting and needing to fix it right away because the yeah. anxiety – of having me upset with him or upset in general was overwhelming. 
And so we really had to have a conversation later about mm-hmm. how I handled it versus how he handled it and how we had to like figure out a, a meet, you know, like I had, a, we would talk about it, just not in that moment. So I think that's a, that's something that's a really valuable lesson. Um, it's okay. And if you're anxious about, if you have a partner or a child or something that's, and you're anxious, you want to make it right, right away. You don't have to, you can fix it. There's no, there's no time period that it's like required mm-hmm. to be fixed by. Yeah, um, no, codependence is a bitch. Just yeah. uh, I, big, time. I, big time. I know that way too well. I've been I've had to read a lot of codependent books and so forth. Mm-hmm. Another another series coming up. Codependency. Oh, yes. Um, um, I don't think we need to go through every single one of these. But yeah, no. go ahead to number two. Number two is once your column express your concerns. Now, that to me is also kind of a yeah, no, you're this ties into steps that they say later, but they put this in such a weird order. I think that's what it was. It bothered me that it was like it was almost condescending. Like, yeah. think before you speak. Once you're calm, express your concerns. I'm like, yo, we're trying to figure out how to deal with like anger management. Anger management is not just like, oh, I feel frustrated and angry. It's like mm-hmm. I'm going to punch the wall or hurt mm-hmm. myself because I'm so pissed. Yeah. Like the other solutions, like the other steps that they have are like identify possible solutions. Stick with I statements. Don't hold a grudge. These all tie into once you're calm, express your concerns. Yeah. If you don't have the ability to communicate, you know, points five, six and seven, forget it. Like you're not going to get to point two and then get some exercise. Fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I have to say that, like, I've been really surprised at the lack of information and help that there is on the internet Mm -hmm. and to be fair i haven't done like 20 hours of research but i do feel like everyone at the end of the day it says well know when to go to a professional and it's like i hear that but Mm -hmm. there should be more tools online because not everyone can afford or has access to a professional especially with anger management specifically no and oftentimes with anger management related issues there are a lot of places that yeah you'll have a certain degree of difficulty if you are thought to be like a violent angry person yeah if that's the case i mean shit you you're gonna have way harder time getting covered for therapy if you're a violently angry person like nobody wants to deal with that at that point freaking insurance so this one bothers me practice relaxation skills when your temper flares put relaxation skills to work practice Mm. deep breathing exercises which i do think is good Imagine mm. a relaxing scene. That's stupid. Mm. Or repeat a calm to me. Or repeat a calming word or phrase, such as "take it easy." Now, I want everyone to imagine that you're in a moment of deep frustration and overwhelming anger and rage that is just absolutely flooding your system. It's the same thing of like, dude, calm down. Take it mm. easy. How is "take it easy" going to? This is my oh, personal yeah. bias, by the way. This is not. Maybe it would help for you. Yeah. Maybe somebody else would like. If I just imagine I'm at the ocean, that would help. Maybe I don't know. But for me, I feel like this is very um, shallow. This is something that you see almost as a joke. Yeah, I mean, for me, at least, especially with the idea of repeating a calming word or phrase such as take it easy. I don't know about you, but the moment somebody tells me to calm down. That is immediately going to make well, me it's go denying your emotional reaction. Yes, it's it, it, telling it you makes that you're me... over the top. You're too much. Oh, yeah. Calm down. It's too, I hate that. Calm down you're getting too worked up over nothing it's like uh fucking excuse me i'm getting worked up over just the right amount of things thank you more importantly i feel like also when you depending on the kind of anger that you experience and the kind of anger that you feel 
if you're the kind of person that does not take to receiving orders well yeah (laughs) oh oh, oh, oh. yeah no telling somebody to calm down or you should you know don't worry so much about it or any number of unhelpful advice like you are just adding kindling to the fire that boils inside of them like also like usually when people are angry they're not alone. A lot of the time they're with people. So what you're supposed to start repeating a phrase, close your eyes and imagine you're somewhere else. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. seem like a helpful cope, copeful, copeful. Oh, that's mm. where I am. Copeful. That's the word that Lindsay's today. Copeful is a good word. Cope, hope, two different things. Um, anyway. Yes. Yeah, so helpful. Yeah. That was the word I was trying to say. <laughs> oh my God. It's okay. We're all there. Um, <laughs> the one that I do definitely appreciate, though, I will say this. Uh, on this list, use humor to release tension. That in and of itself, I, that, I like the idea, except the last thing they say is avoid sarcasm, though. It can hurt feelings and make things worse. No shit. <laughs> he says sarcastically. <laughs> Goddamn right. The irony is not lost on me. But like, I, I, I get the idea of using humor to make light of a situation that is But that's a different situation. You. I would yes. feel like that's a better that, And that also goes back to being able to even read a room, know the person. Like, if again, if you have a hard time reading social cues, mm-hmm. if you have a... When I'm thinking of the kind of rage that we're talking about right now, when where you need anger management, because getting angry is healthy and normal. Being rageful mm-hmm. where you are overwhelmed and flooded with adrenaline and rage and mm-hmm. you want to throw punches you want to hurt something you you you, you're not in a place where you're going to be able to make a joke because your ego like i uh it's almost embarrassing when i get really rageful Mm -hmm. i even when i'm starting to cool off and i know that i was wrong with like this ridiculously large emotion that came up from a small situation i have a very hard time Letting someone make me laugh. Like I get angry almost mm-hmm. if someone tries to break the I, – I think that that might – I think that statement is is for a different kind of anger. And this yeah. is a good time to bring up the fact that we all experience feelings and emotions differently in different levels. But I yeah. feel like there's got to be a better way to – like someone with BPD rage and anger is going to experience it in their body and in their mind in a different way than a neurotypical Mm-hmm. And someone who is really depressed, I think, will feel rage in a different way than someone who is who's mm-hmm. PTSD. And, and most of the time, we have a combination of all those things. But I, just something to keep in mind: like your rage might not be what, what I would consider rage. I might consider yours just, oh, you're really, really angry. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a difference between you know hulking out. <laughs> honestly, like yeah, it's great to use you know characters in literature and characters in you know comics especially with incredible hulk Uh, he's a great way of visualizing what anger is and how it manifests and whatnot like there's a there's a prime example in this like the the 60s 70s incredible hulk series where at one point like Bruce Banner literally uh, hulks out in a phone booth because he doesn't have 25 cents. Um, I feel that. (laughs) And I get that. Oh, hardcore. Because like the what makes people angry, like it really comes down to like more or less. I mean, not necessarily just these things, but like the big five, I would say, are things like 
unfairness or feeling like you're being, you know, treated unfairly or powerless, you're or you're being threatened, or you don't have people respecting your authority or your feelings. Uh, if you're being interrupted when you're trying to do something, there's a frustration. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of like just environmental stressors that can lead to anger and being on edge. Uh, these all come and manifest in different ways. Like we've, we talked about it in the first episode on anger and rage where like, I hold a lot of my anger in like my, my, uh, like I grip my teeth and I have it in my neck and my shoulders a lot. Physical manifestation of anger and frustration. And for me, it's like in my chest. And you, it's throat. in your chest. And your. Yeah. did you also say like in your gut as well? Yeah, if I'm yeah. like, yeah. So like those, those understandings that, that understanding the, where the feeling manifests are like warning signs almost at that point. And that is where like the actual ability to control your anger and your angry feelings. If you can recognize and understand yes, what's the making first tendrils and tinglings. Yes, absolutely. The, the spider sense, if you will, using yeah. another Marvel character. <laughs> I would have to say that I don't think these things just happen. You don't go from being happy no. and peaceful to suddenly switching unless there's another medical problem. Oh, um, a couple other things that I do think are good to mention that the Mayo Clinic did say was um, – the sticking with an I statement, I know we made fun of it a little bit, but it is important that if you're having a conversation saying, I'm upset that you left the table without offering to have the dishes instead of you never do the housework, that's a, yeah. that's going to ignite an argument. Mm -hmm. um, identifying possible solutions like have you had enough food, water, slept enough? Um, are you actually being mistreated or are you in a place of like already stress? Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of talking about like the tinglings that you and I are talking about. Yep. And then taking a time out. Um, a few moments of quiet time might help you make you feel better and prepare you for what's ahead without being irritated or angry. Mm -hmm. I need timeout. I take a lot of timeouts, yep. introverted timeouts and anger timeouts. So I do think those, this just like the, when I, when I read the descriptions of them, they, they are written by someone I feel like who hasn't, doesn't have a lot of empathy for what it's like. Um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. And for me, I, I, I see the, the idea also of like, don't hold a grudge in particular um if you allow anger and other negative feelings to crowd out positive feelings i you know <laughs> i typically don't tend to hold grudges for very long but when i do hold a grudge oh that that doesn't go away for a while that that also, a website telling you not to hold a grudge so you don't get angry and that you should forgive uh -huh. I don't agree that you need to forgive. No, big all time. All the time. No. You know, there's uh, some things that don't need to be forgiven. And sometimes you, I mean, you are the best judge of character in terms of when you want to or need to forgive someone for the sake of like, I don't know, maybe you need to forgive someone because they did something at work that you were very upset by, and but you still need to work with this person. So it's better for you to forgive them for something unless it's something truly heinous then you report them to hr but that aside um there's a need for cooperation and if somebody doesn't also recognize that they have wronged you and you haven't communicated that to them that is another situation where it's like okay 
am I holding a grudge against somebody who literally has no idea why I'm holding a grudge? And I do want to, I know this isn't like the episode for this, but I Mm. do think that at least one of these episodes, we're going to dive into the importance of anger as a warning system when there's really something going wrong and you pushing it down and so forth. So there is always a possible reason that your rage or anger is 100% warranted and you need Mm -hmm. to get out of the abusive situation you're in or whatever. And we'll get into that in another episode. So we're not discrediting that your anger or your rage is um, wrong or whatever, Mm -hmm. discrediting it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that said, when you have the ability to recognize when your anger is starting to manifest and when you're starting to get, you know, rage filled. Um, yeah. The number one thing that you can do if you are able to is the big caveat for this is get the fuck out. You need to walk away, go walk away, get out, like go and take the time out that you need, you know, do some box breathing, breathe slowly and really just like don't dwell on it, but also don't like discredit it. Obviously, there's a balancing act that needs to happen here. And that really is like what it comes down to for. And I think you also just look, yeah. like, you got to know yourself. I yeah. took a lot. It takes a lot of therapy for me anyway to like figure out when my anger is justified and when it is over the top and it it's something else that like I was overwhelmed, overstimulated that day. And then, you know, something small happens and I just erupt. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. that's, you know, <laughs> and sometimes I won't know why there's not because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're mistreating me or whatever. It's like, oh, I just I don't know. It's like a lot of little things. So we're going to yeah. move on to the next, epi- uh, next episode, the next website, which I like a little bit better. And I think it's a little mm-hmm. bit more fun to talk about, which is the NHS inform dot mm-hmm. Scott. Yes, this is uh, from Scotland. Their uh, their national health services, uh, they have a full on guide for like mental well-being and health and anger management. And they have an entire breakdown of how to control your angry uh, anger, how to control your angry. Um, and a lot of it is kind of there is some like echoing, but it's it is definitely a lot better yeah, at explaining it. Yeah. And, also, and I do like, love this quote that it starts with where it's like, you can control your anger and you have a responsibility to do so. And I think that's so true. Like it's an anger management thing. What were you going to say? I was going to say that specifically because it breaks down, like there's a long-term anger that comes from it. And like the way that it manifests in terms of angry thoughts and language that we use because there there's a natural bias in our own minds towards going to extremes when it comes to like a bad situation right like mm-hmm. how many times do we say things like this is never going to get better or you should or you shouldn't do that or all or nothing should, yeah. All or nothing, ought to, oughtn't of, not fair, always, like things that are very much like black, white thinking. And it makes it so hard to understand nuance or the gray if all you have is black and white thinking. 
which yes. is really, really like if if telling somebody <laughs> if telling somebody to calm down is kindling to the fire, this is gasoline. Like straight up the idea of like if you're angry and your first thoughts are it's not fair or you know it uh, this always happens to me or yeah. this everything it takes a lot of agency away from you and your ability to control things or your ability to understand what the situation is Right. And it just kind of goes immediately to this is wrong and this is making me angry and I will stay in this anger and this rage because that's all I have right now. I have absolutely fallen into that <laughs> trap. Yeah, I think it's easy for all of us to fall into the trap. And I think a lot of us who struggle uh, with the rage, um, you know, we're in an experience when we were very young or many, mm -hmm. many times over and over again where we were out of control, where we were the victim where there was somebody who was a lot angrier and, you know, our body chose to fight rather than flight. And so our yeah. fight is now coming into to situations that are no longer acceptable to be rageful. Um, so there's the quote, Isabel Clark, who's a specialist in anger management a lot on this website. She has a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah. Um, if your heart beats faster and you breathe more quickly, preparing you for action, you might also notice other signs such as tension in your shoulders or clenching of your fists. If you notice these signs, get out of the situation if you have a history of losing control. And I appreciate that it's it's not like the way that she says that isn't blaming the person. Yeah. If you have a history of losing control, you can you have the you have the control to get yourself out. You know what I mean? It's not like mm -hmm. if you're really angry and you're about to have a temper tantrum, take a time out like children. Like the other website's just so awful. Anyway. Yeah. Seriously. Ign ignore my my little temper tantrum. Um I so they talk a lot about breathing and I think that we should have been raised with more information about how much breath work can alter your state of being. Yes. You know, you hear about it for meditation. You hear about it for all these different things. There's a lot of science behind breathing and the control of breath. It's really mm -hmm. hard to do in in the moment of being angry. I have oh, tried. Yeah. It's a struggle. I think with practice, I might get better. <laughs> and mm -hmm. at the end of this episode, we are going to do an exercise with you guys, a breath exercise. So yes. stay tuned for that. Um she's speaking of, she literally says you automatically breathe in more than out, more in than out when you're feeling angry and the trick is to breathe out more than in uh oh. this will calm you down effectively and help you think more clearly which if you think about it i actually didn't know that from a biological standpoint right like you really think about like what is it doing in our bodies when we're breathing we're taking in oxygen we're oxygenating our our blood and we're getting it ready to fight we're trying to be more aware and trying to like take mm. in our surroundings. And there's more of a like weird, like this is big old lizard brain shit right here <laughs> where yeah. you're, you're, you're doing everything in your power biochemically to just like be at your best. But the problem is with the adrenaline coupled with, you know, whatever is actually going on, uh, fear or anger or anxiety or whatever it is it's powering your brain your body so if you are able to expel and get like a lot more of that kind of carbon dioxide at that point out it does tend to 
calm you a lot more because oxygen if you if you really think about it oxygen is a calming like very uh, true element like it's why they they give it to people when it's you know uh in a in an airplane <laughs> in a scary yeah. situation to keep you calm it is to keep you calm um but they bring up uh, exercising again, and I this is one of those things where it's like, mm-hmm. if you know you have a problem with rage or anger over and over and over again, I think this is one of those life changes you have to make. Because if you're sitting yep. around all the time and it's just mm-hmm. it stores in your body, one of those yep. things you create happy hormones. It's really annoying that walking and exercising is good for you because some of us don't like to exercise, mm-hmm. but it is, etc. They say it for everything. So yeah, yeah, which is one of the reasons why we're going to experiment with a rage room at some point. Yes, uh, and really just like get get all that anger out through violence. <laughs> so we'll see what that happens. Which I I I'm gonna skip down the line a little bit here. It says get creative. Writing, making music, dancing, or painting can release tension and reduce feelings of anger. And I love that because I mm-hmm. think there have been times where I couldn't express my anger. And so I wrote piano music and it was really cathartic, like real because mm-hmm. it didn't have to be good, you know, just like rage singing on a piano off tune. It was great. And I like that they bring that up because I think getting creative also unlocks happy things inside of you. So absolutely. You can you can use the things that make you happy, uh, definitely as a like escape grapple hook to get you out of the anger pit. But at the same time, if you're noticing that it's not helping you, or if it's you know doing that, then you could definitely take a moment and go, okay, let's get more intellectual with this process, and then it yeah. kind of takes you out of it that way too, or at least I should say. That's usually what happens to me is I will start something angry and then I'll get like into writing a story or something. And then I'll get more into the like the the left brain logical (laughs) thinking of just like, well, hang on a minute. I really want to make this actually accurate. So let me go ahead and research blah, 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 which is probably also an ADHD thing. But, you know, so. At the very bottom of the site, they talk about anger management programs and. Mm -hmm. The programs can consist of a one-day or weekend course. In some cases, it may be over a couple of months. The structure of the programs can differ depending on who is providing it, but most programs include cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, and counseling. CBT is also used in... um, uh, Gosh, I'm blanking. Uh, It's used in a lot of um, like depression treatment, PTSD sometimes, uh, as well as... Uh, a number of a, a number of them, honestly, like use CBT in some form or another. Yeah, um, it's very powerful. Very interesting work. So, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do to help, but I think overall it needs to be consistent in some way. Unless yes. there's like a particular thing that keeps showing up. Chris and I are both huge advocates for therapy in general, mm-hmm. but if you need to go a step further, you know, it might be time to take some courses, go to a talk go to a meeting yep. um regular groups uh there are definitely plenty of anger management groups uh that exist not you know that, that every country has at least some that meet up and not all of them are you know in that same kind of you know uh 12 step program style some of them are just much more um you know secular and kind of scientific in their methodology mm-hmm. um so it's all kind of depending on how and what works for you. 
you can make your conclusions based on that. Now let's move on to our breathing exercise. So yes, you want to tell us a little bit about box breathing. So uh, box breathing, uh, it's also known as square breathing. Um, it's specifically f- a technique for taking slow, deep breaths. It's supposed to be um, used on, uh, well, it's actually been proven, I should say, to have been helpful for uh, people who are suffering with uh, PTSD, uh, generalized anxiety, uh, panic disorders, and depression, but they've also used it uh, in meditation for lung disease, um, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. It's also used uh, with athletes uh, and various military forces. Either way, it's basically a great way of calming yourself and reducing stress. All right, so the breathing is going to be um, a count, and then we're going to do a hold count, and then we're going to do a release, breathe out count. I'm going to do the counts so you guys know when to do it, and Chris is going to do the breathing technique along with you guys. Yes, I am. All right, so breathe in four, three, two, one, hold, three, two, one. Breathe out. Four, three, two, one. Hold. Four, three, two, one. And then you can just repeat that over and over until you feel your body relaxing. One of the things that they do mention as being uh, a potential... Uh, thing with this is that if you do start to feel lightheaded because you can if you're not used to this kind of like deep breathing and then exhalation um it it can make you a little like a little lightheaded which does help (laughs) it definitely helps in calming you down um but the way that it works is um it regulates involuntary body functions such as temperature and it can lower blood pressure and through the slow holding of breath it allows co2 to build up in the blood Uh, with an increased blood co2 this enhances the cardio inhibitory response of the vagus nerve when you exhale and stimulates your parasympathetic system ah yes science yes this is science uh it produces a calm and relaxed feeling in the mind and body so by basically kind of choking your brain of oxygen, it gets you out of that fight or flight. <laughs> <laughs> they do recommend that you find a quiet and dimly lit environment to practice, but you really don't yes. need to. You know, if you're about to go into like a, an interview and you're anxious, mm-hmm. do it in the car. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. The whole like breathing in slowly and breathing out slowly. It's best if you can do it while holding. Yes. Uh, there's several uh, night like sleep time meditations that I've listened to over the years. Um, And most of them have practiced uh, some form of box breathing technique while you are kind of winding down for bed. Um, And it does feel incredibly effective. So it's, it's definitely uh, it's, you know, it's not, 
going to be something that everybody's going to be able to do. And it's not going to be something that's going to be easy for, you know, get, get the hang out of, especially if you're not used to any form of like regulated breathing, you can, you know, if you are prone to daydreaming, you can get bored. <laughs> you can get bored very easy. You can get I dizzy. Um, but the best thing to do ultimately is if you can focus it, try to go for four times in one sitting should take you about, you know, if you're doing four counts, 12, uh, 12, 24, 48 seconds total. Mm -hmm. That's less than a minute. And if you do that at least a few times a day, apparently it's going to be capable of calming your nerves and relieving stress on the regular. That would be awesome. Yes. So, I would like to, at the very least, I'm going to give this a shot over the next week and just try to do it like two to three times a day and see nice. how I'm feeling. Fingers crossed. I'm going to look into like art anger therapy because I think that Ooh. would be particularly fun to try. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what else there is out there because like we said, it's kind of woefully barren the mm -hmm. information out there to, to to work on your anger right now. So we are going to report back with our findings and more information on the next episode of How Are You Holding Up? Thank you for tuning in to this episode. Yes, thank you all so much. We look forward to hearing from you. Follow us on Instagram. Check out the Facebook page. If you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. If you have any questions or information for us about anger or rage, if you have anything you'd like to have us experiment with or try, go ahead and uh, give us an email or a message on Facebook. We do have people in our circles that try alternative medicine, um, mm -hmm. including microdosing, ketamine, and um, other stuff. So if you want to hear someone's experiences on those things, we can totally bring someone in for an interview. Mm-hmm. And again, thank you for listening. Hopefully this was helpful in some way. We appreciate your your participation in any way you can. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us to just get, get over, over it. it. Help me. Don't let us get over it. Don't let us. <laughs> <laughs>